Star Wars 7x7 bonus episode. We are talking about the biggest news of Star Wars Celebration Europe Day 2, and that centers around Season 3 of Rebels. We've got the entire breakdown for you right here. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven-minute podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and we have a new trailer for Season 3 of Rebels. We also had a panel discussion that was the star attraction of Celebration Europe today on Day 2, hosted by Warwick Davis and starring Dave Filoni and Tia Sakar and Sam Witwer. And also a special guest appearance by none other than Timothy Zahn. So why don't we get right to the headline news. Timothy Zahn, the author of the Thrawn trilogy, creator of one of the most beloved characters in the old expanded universe, now Legends, Grand Admiral Thrawn. And yes, it is true. It's been guessed at for quite a number of months and hinted at by Dave Filoni. But now it is finally officially confirmed that Grand Admiral Thrawn is returning to the fold. He is returning to canon and will appear in Rebels Season 3. And as it turns out, that ain't even the half of it. So they showed a message from Timothy Zahn, a video message saying that he was very pleased with what they're doing with Thrawn, which is fantastic. And Dave Filoni said they couldn't have done Thrawn at all without checking with Timothy Zahn to see what he would think of the whole Enterprise. And they brought him in, sat him down, explained to Tim what they were going to be doing with it. And yeah, he was all for it. So. There you go. Um, One thing that is going to be different about him, though, is the use of the, gosh, and I can barely pronounce it, the Yasmari, the lizards that he had, the little chameleon creatures that were force suppressors. And apparently this had to do with a conversation that Dave Filoni had with George Lucas a while back about how that didn't seem right, that if these creatures were part of the Force, then how could they negate the Force? And so they just said, you know, we are not going to have these uh, particular creatures as part of Grand Admiral Thrawn's return. Although there is a little nod to it when you see the trailer, which we will have embedded at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. If you haven't seen it already, you'll notice that when they introduce him, when he comes walking in, there's sort of a a fresco uh, panel of artwork on his wall, and it has a couple of chameleons on there, a chameleon-looking-like creature. Now, he gets brought in because Governor Price is not having very much success dealing with the rebels, and so he is the bigger-picture guy, and yes, he is still talking about understanding their philosophy and their art to try to take them down piece by piece, as he puts it. And Cham Syndulla is noticing that the Empire is figuring out what's going on with the Rebels, that they've been sloppy and that they're starting to anticipate their attacks now. And apparently they do figure out it's Grand Admiral Thrawn, to which Zeb has one word to say, which is Carabast. So apparently they know that this is a big problem. And as far as Tim Zahn goes with this, it's more than just having him in to consult on Rebels. The fact of the matter is is that he's actually working on a brand new novel simply entitled Thrawn. 
and it is scheduled to come out in April of 2017. So Thrawn is making a huge splash in the new canon universe this year, and next year, and probably for a while more. I mean, they're not going to make this kind of investment in the character and only have him be around for a season. I have a feeling he is going to be around to stay, and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about Thrawn coming back into the fold, so leave those in the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. Now, I was not in the room for this one, unfortunately, so I have not watched the Season 3, Episode 1 and 2 premieres that they showed, so there's not much I'm going to be able to speak to about that. Although I can tell you that Ahsoka has nothing to do with those episodes, and it was left somewhat in the dark in terms of what is happening with Ahsoka. Again, Dave Filoni was very coy about his answer, even though he was asked point-blank about Ahsoka on one occasion, and then just, you know, (laughs) brought right to it by Warwick Davis in the beginning. And here's what Filoni said in the very beginning about Ahsoka Tano. I'm not going to say in what way, but it's likely that you might not have seen the last of Ahsoka Tano. Let's just say that. Fabulous. So, uh, do you want to say something to you? I'm just surprised that he went that far. I thought yes. he was going to like dangle something and not tell you. We anything. will say nothing more. We've had some lovely but we exclusives here. What way that would be? It could be a cheap out, like a flashback. You know what I mean? Or I could the clip a show picture of coming. a lunchbox. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, yeah. I mean, you know, they would hate that. So probably won't be that way, but. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, it sounds positive, and, yeah, I don't think he's going to do it in a cheesy way, but, you know, we'll see. But he was later asked if it was possible that Ahsoka could be coming back as a Force ghost, and he had a very interesting answer to that one, which is this. Um, Let's see. If she did, uh, she would have to be aware of, to some degree, the technique, consciousness, thought process that allows that to happen to be maintain your consciousness after death and be within the force. Currently, I do not believe she knows how to do that. Um, So probably I would say no, but whether we have to worry about that right now or not is kind of up in the air. This is exhausting, is it not? Like, needing to know and getting these kinds of answers is just like too much. Yeah, non-answers. It's great to you. Imagine being in the recording room and he says this stuff. (laughs) Now, that for sure makes me a little bit more concerned about her fate, but uh, I don't know. I just, I I know (laughs) that he's quoting Yoda and saying, you know, people die in the forest, mourn them not, miss them not, but yeah, I can't see him letting go right now, and I don't think most people believe that she's gone either, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. In the meantime, there are going to be a number of changes with the Rebels crew, and one of them is more aesthetic than anything else. There are some changes in the looks for the characters, and there is actually sort of a secret agenda behind that, too. It turns out that they are working actively to start bringing the look of the show and the look of the characters' costumes more toward the direction of Rogue One. In other words, they're kind of aiming for that goal and kind of moving the sensibility, the design sensibility of the show in that general direction. We're also learning that Kanan, now blinded, is going to be suffering from the effects of that for a while. I... I don't know, there was something about the way that it was discussed that made me think that it wasn't a permanent blindness. I'm not sure why. There was something about it that just didn't quite hit me right. But they did talk about the fact that it 
as it stands now, it's going to change the way he looks at life and make him a better Jedi in the long term. Although it looks like, <laughs> at least from the clips that they showed, that that long term might not be as long as you think because they go and visit Darth Maul, or just Maul now since he's no longer really a Darth, and Maul flushes Kanan out of an airlock, and they didn't show how he gets back into the airlock or how he survives this, so that should be pretty interesting. I don't think they're getting rid of Freddie Prince Jr. just yet either. They're anticipating Ezra having teenage growing pains, but he has a very Anakin Skywalker-like comment in the trailer where he says he's never going to let his friends get hurt again and says it in that very strong way that Anakin talked about not wanting his mother hurt and not wanting Padme to die, like that sort of thing. And he's being tempted by the Sith holocron. And whatever the voice is that's coming out of the Sith holocron that's teaching him, it is a known quantity, according to Dave Filoni. He knows who that voice is, and he's not ready to tell anyone who it is just yet. But this is a calculated situation. They know exactly what they're doing with that holocron. And they show a scene in the new trailer where a good light side Jedi holocron and a Sith holocron are being opened up, and it looks like they're being smashed together and combined, which looks like it then creates some sort of explosive effect as well, even as Kanan says, you know, get out of there, like, get away from it before it's too late, look away, turn away. And, yeah, then there's an explosion which makes you think, well, maybe he didn't, but I guess that's another thing we're going to have to wait to see to find out. And speaking of combining the sides, there's also the introduction of a new character, a force of nature character, practically, referred to as the Bendu, B-E-N-D-U. And some Star Wars fans may have caught this in the past. Personally, I didn't know this particular fact for a very long time, but in early drafts of the original Star Wars, there was reference to something called the Bendu, which was one of the two sides of the Force, light and dark. And now, of course, I can't remember which side was light and which side was dark. I think the there was another side that was started with an A. That, I believe, was the light side, and the B was the dark side. But be that as it may, the Bendu is described as the middle way of the Force. It is not light. It is not dark either. What that does make it, though, eh, don't really know. But apparently he's going to have some important effect on Kanan Jarrus in the midst of this season also. We also learned through the panel that Sabine is going to meet more Mandalorians and that she may or may not be related to some of them. And there's a reference in the trailer from... Is it in the trailer? No, it's from one of the clips where <laughs> Ezra talks about her evil cousins and that suggests family, of course, whether they really are cousins specifically. Eh, you know, we can't say that for sure, but that does sound like more of a familial relation. And she says uh, that she's going to have to find out about her past, and it's going to cause her to do something dealing with it in a very tangible way. That's, of course, very vague, naturally, but it's, you know, one of those things where Dave Filoni constantly said in the panel, he said, we give them Thrawn and they ask us for something else. And, yeah, I think he was just teasing the audience, of course, but still. And at some point, Sabine is also going to get some additional gadgets, including a jetpack, which apparently she'd been advocating for for quite a while, saying, like, if I'm a Mandalorian, why don't I have my jetpack? And she's getting a jetpack this time around, for sure. And as far as other little tidbits we learn, there are students at a Star Striker Academy that's an Imperial Academy that wants to defect to the Empire. This includes a young Wedge Antilles. And so now we're going to find out how he becomes 
part of the rebellion. And our old friend Hondo the bounty hunter also returns. They have already shown a clip of him getting busted out of a prison by some of the ghost crew. And he leads them to a uh, reclaim, reclaim station where there are a bunch of Y-Wing fighters that they could possibly steal and end up creating the actual Starship Strike Force for the Rebellion in one swift stroke. We also see Sabine wielding the Dark Saber, that crazy-looking metal lightsaber-looking-like thing that the Mandalorians had that was taken from them and stored in the Jedi Temple and then was taken back by Pre Vizsla, etc., etc. Well, Sabine has it now, has it away from Maul, but we don't yet know, and they wouldn't tell us how she came to possess it. And there's another thing. They talked about Mara Jade briefly, and he said, no, it's not likely that Mara Jade could possibly be returning to the Star Wars universe, at least certainly not through the Avenue of Rebels at the very least. All right, so aside from one last thing I want to share with you that comes from episodes one and two of season three, stuff that I was talking to someone about and got to hear a little bit about, and it's not really spoilery per se, it's just darn cool. But aside from that, one thing we are going to wrap up this bonus episode of Star Wars 7x7. We will be doing our standard numbered episode, that's 744 is what it will be, and we'll also be talking about other panels that I checked out in Star Wars Celebration Europe today, which includes the Star Wars Insider panel, the publishing panel, and a couple others too. So check the feed out for that as well. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. All right, welcome back. Well, the one thing I wanted to share with you that I heard through the grapevine has to do with space battles and the fact that episodes one and two of season three are returning the franchise to form in terms of creating space battles that are just as huge, just as complex, just as active and entrancing and awesome as any cinema experience that we've had. Now, that would be really something if they are able to pull that sort of thing off. It's making me think that I might want to start binge-watching Rebels and get to the point where I can watch Season 3 in real time and then report it for you. So we'll see whether I decide to pull that stunt off. That would make for an interesting August and possibly even September, to say the least. All right, so from the Limehouse District of London, England, where we've been reporting on Celebration Europe for the past couple of days, and we'll keep doing so, this is Alan Voivod, your host for Star Wars 7x7, saying have a good night and may the Force be with you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get those droids working out on the South Ridge, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a power converter, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.